everyone, and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. How's it going? And John. How you doing? Why did the bearded thief shave before robbing a bank? Because he wanted to be a smooth criminal. It's true. Fortune favors the shave. I know, I know. Such razor-sharp wit today. Today's product just got me all abuzz. But before we dive into the magic that is beards and facial hair, let's take a moment to hear an ad that's a cut above the rest. Today in the tank, we have Beard Brand. And Beard Brand is brought to us by founder Eric, who is asking for $400,000 for 15% of his company, which is a $2.6 million valuation. Now, Beard Brand is a line of beard oils and grooming accessories. I will say it's a bit of a product of its time, but we'll get into that. But this is a 2014 product. Beardmen the country over come in very many different varieties. You've got the lumberjack, the hippies. Well, Eric is aiming to tackle the urban beardsmen, men mm. who are passionate about their careers, their fashion, and he's created a community around it. So this product is aimed at someone growing a very large beard that aims to smell good and have a soft beard. So it is aimed at the renaissance of facial hair, thinking about our pitch and our product and our founder, initial thoughts of Beard Brand. I love the founder's story. Ex-finance guy, wanting to grow out a beard, live that life, go to beard meetups. He's got a hefty beard. It is like very long. So I love his story. I love how passionate he is. I'm all for this product. I do not like scratchy beards. That's okay. And I feel like men need to prioritize conditioning and taking care of their beards a little bit more. So I am 100% in on this. And for all our listeners, we're both looking at John, who also happens to have a beard currently. (laughs) I oil my beard. I take care of my beard. Yeah, your beard looks great. It doesn't look strangly. Oh, thank you. I care for it. You have to. I am a beard man. I am not an urban beardsman. I think I'm an attic beardsman because I work out of my attic. That sounds so creepy when you say it that way. It does sound very creepy when you say it that way, but I swear it's great up here in the attic. It's a wonderful place. I care for my beard. I share, Ariel, all of your sentiments about the founder. And there's one thing as well, which we will get into, which is that he basically presented the product in a way that it was like, who knows if this is going to be super successful. And Mr. Wonderful was, yeah, why don't you tell me your sales? And then I'll like crush you like a cock cockroach or whatever. And he's got almost a million dollars in sales. He's like crushing it. He's selling 800 grand in like beard oil. And so Mr. Wonderful was like, well, okay. (laughs) I will tell you though, I have some concerns about this product Mm -hmm. because I actually think that it is a very indefensible product through the lens of Mm -hmm. like beard oil is not hard to make. And in fact, I think what has happened as the beard revolution has taken off is that there are a lot of barbershops that have sprung up that are known to be beard barbershops. And Mm. those barbershops, most of the barbers there make their own beard oil. Like I go to a barber, Mm. Barber Ed. You can check him out on Instagram. Wait, is it Barber Ed in Arlington? Yeah. I know Barber Ed. (gasps) Do you know Barber Ed? (laughs) How do you know Barber Ed? You live in South Carolina. Because my husband, when we lived in Boston, went to Barber Ed. Barber Ed, check him out. Mm -hmm. Wholesome. Get Barber Ed. (laughs) He's great. Affiliate market. Barber Ed's great, by the way. He's got a huge beard. And so when I go and see them, I'm like, yo, Barber Ed, what am I going to do about this beard? How am I going to take care of it? And he's like, number one, you got to add some more volume to it. You need more hair on that beard, boy. (laughs) But then he's also like, you got a beard oil and he makes his own Mm -hmm. beard oil. 
soil and mm. like produces it all. And so I do think what might have started in this revolution is something that maybe could be like a national product or win national acclaim. I think probably became hyper-local pretty quickly as more and more barbers popped up that were oriented around helping men care for their beards. And so I'm a little worried about their ability to return on an investment here. I feel like in the past that we've talked about brands like Harry's or Dollar Shave Club, this product comes in a beard box. To me, when I saw it, that's initially what I thought in terms of those brands. Mm. So why do you see this as like different than a brand like that? Well, it is different because you can make a beard oil in your kitchen in a pot. But most people don't. No, I know. But like anybody who wanted to produce yeah. one could. And it's not like you're selling something that's edible. So you're not running into like, oh my gosh, I'm going to poison someone. You can make your own beard oil and sell it. Not everybody can make a shaver. Mm. Dollar Shave Club specifically aimed to help men buy razors for cheap that were high quality. And Harry's aimed to be an upscale level above Gillette. And so like they had specific angles and could do those things. The thing that he had going, which is actually very impressive and part of his story, is that he not only is producing the beard box, but he runs a very large beard community <laughs> that seems to be both online and in person. He hosts beard events, right? Like people get together. And they, it's like Who the knew? beard competition. <laughs> There's an event for everyone. <laughs> yes, a meetup for every person. Well, when you grow a beard that big, yeah. you like That's other true. men who've grown beards that big to be like, oh, Wow, look at you. You are impressive, You can't sir. hang out with people that have a weak beard game. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I think when two beardsmen see each other, I think they are drawn to each other. Like, you are cut from a different <laughs> cloth, sir. <laughs> and so, like, the thing that he actually had going for himself, which is freaking brilliant, is community-led growth. Mm -hmm. And lots of brands want community-led growth now. Community-led growth is essentially when you focus on going to market, not by advertising, but by actually building a community of people who are passionate or are mm -hmm. practitioners of a particular space and basically like fostering great community conversations in a way that your product will benefit from being associated with that thing. And you see lots of companies try and move into community-led growth and a lot of companies want community-led growth. Turns out though, it's a lot easier to go the other way, I think. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to say, I have a great community mm -hmm. and hey, we're launching this product than it is to say, hey, we are a product and we're purchasing this community or we're trying to like build this self-serving community. Those things tend to not work that well. We talk a lot about you know, word of mouth and having referrals from friends and like people trying to like bolster a brand image. Yeah. But essentially when you have a community, you have like an army of folks that are going on. I do think there is something there broader of like, this is a beard mm. movement. I think the sharks kind of get at that a little bit of like your personality. You're like the beard man. I wonder if it's kind of built around loosely a product, but it's something so much more than that based off of that community. So maybe it's like men's wellness. I know a lot of beauty products for men will tie into like a charity component or something like I could see that being such an interesting avenue that I wish he would have taken besides just the oil itself. We're going to donate our beards to charity. To orphans. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you drive and you see the trucks. I do. Yeah. I think there's a lot of ways to add some interesting dimensions mm -hmm. to get people more interested. Yes. What I like what you're saying, Ariel, is this is like an indefensible product. And so you basically think about what are ways I can build brand? Yeah. What are ways that I can build community and what are ways that I can add like unique angles that will resonate with my community? And I think charity is a really great one and cause marketing. It can work very, very well. And so I think you're right that there could be different angles. I think generally speaking, the subscription box game is kind of over. over. I think like the on-demand box game is still thriving. I think there's still lots of people using Stitch Fix. But I think the idea of like, I'm just going to sign up for a subscription and get a box of snacks every quarter. Not so strong anymore. It's a moment in time. I was like... 
I think we'll look back. I used to get a subscription Gosh. men's junk box in the mail every month with crap in it. People would be like, oh, Peepaw, yeah. tell me about subscription boxes. Well, I used to get clothes in a box once a month. Most of them were low quality. For the low press of $19.99 plus the cost of goods. Yeah. Well, speaking of cost of goods, even though this founder did come with some sales, it was really hard for the sharks to see the investment value of this company and of Beard Brand as a whole. So ultimately, none of the sharks offered a deal. So no Shark Tank deals came out of this segment with Beard Brand. Womp womp. Luckily, he's doing $800,000 in sale and he's got an 85 to 90% margin. So he's bringing home the bacon. But as I mentioned, this was very much product of its time. 2014, I have to ask, we have seen a whole lifetime basically in products since 2014. Do you think that Beard Brand is still a company? It is, but it does not do oils. I can tell you that. I don't know. Just gut feeling. Wow. Wait, unpack that. I don't know. Just I think to everyone else's point, it's an indefensible business. I see it being more of like that community advocacy and like community group. I could be wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. I think they're still selling beard oil. It's a good name, beard brand. I bet they're still out there. We'll give Ariel a crystal ball (gasps) because she has done predicted the future. (gasps) Call me Claire because I have clairvoyance. Yes. (laughs) Look at that. New branding. Put that in the Ariel lore. Since the tank, beard brand has added fragrances, hair care, and skincare products to their line. They are now sold in different shops throughout the nation, but they also have an online shop component to their brand. They're doing about seven million dollars of revenue annually so very much still in the beard game but as you mentioned john sometimes these barbershops pop up and they sell their proprietary beard oil well they have a barbershop location in austin texas now where you can buy beard brand directly from the source so very much still a company still kicking amazing Today's episode was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwig. If you're a fan of the show, meh, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite.